Hi everyone, this is Aaron, and you are listening to Walnut Commentary, the official podcast for the pastors and leaders of FCBC Walnut. I spoke with Pastor Hanley Liu, the English pastor of FCBC Walnut, and we have a short conversation on eating before sermons. We then jump right into a listener question. What is a Christ-like response to clicks and exclusion? Is it to kindly point it out to encourage growth, like Jesus did with the Pharisees excluding and judging outcasts, or to accept it with grace as an inevitable consequence of the fall? Even Jesus had his 12, although he occasionally done with outcasts. Should the church address it as an issue, or is it a natural ramification of any community society? Thanks for listening. Hanley, do you eat before your sermons? I try not to eat too much before my sermons. I don't want to have gas or acid reflux or something in my throat. Uh, and, and I don't want to get tired either because I ate too many carbs or, or something like that or have to use the restroom. So I try not to eat too much. If I do, it's light. Um, but, you know, sometimes when you're going from event to event, it depends on the context or the day or where, where you're at, then then I, I have to eat. But I try not to eat a, a big meal before I speak. We went to UCR recently and you preached a sermon, but the sermon was like at eight o'clock at night. Was that, was was that, was that go time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you didn't eat anything. You didn't eat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think I had, I prepared for that by eating a bigger lunch or I sustained myself knowing that I would preach around 8.30 or so. And I just, I rather just be light, you know, it's okay to be a little hungry. I mean, you could be preaching and not have enough sustenance and then feel winded or lightheaded, you know, so you don't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to put myself in that position. So it's important that, you know, I do have some, some carbs or, or something in the stomach, but you know, usually like a granola bar or something simple like that will hold you over for, for one hour of preaching or uh-huh. less. All right, Hanley, let's just do a listener question today. We have one in the inbox, and here we go. What is a Christ-like response to cliques and exclusion? Is it to kindly point it out to encourage growth like Jesus did with the Pharisees, um, or to accept it with grace as an inevitable consequence of the fall, like Jesus had his 12, although he occasionally dined with outcasts? Should the church address it as an issue, or is it a natural ramification of any community slash society? What is the definition of a clique or exclusion? If there truly is a clique where people are excluded from the body of Christ or from fellowship, it needs to be addressed. Uh, pastors should be addressing you know, situations where if there are people wanting to get into fellowship or get into community, but they're not able to because they're actively being excluded, um, I, I think that needs to be addressed. Now, if people are unintentionally being excluded, I still think that that can you can have a friendly nudge from a pastor. Uh, and and just recently in our church, I think you know by God's grace we've we've had newcomers come, and um, I know that for a season it was difficult for newcomers to find open small groups for them to join. So we kind of been pushing for more open small groups and community groups, and and, and so we're trying to address it in that way. But it really depends. So, so then my follow-up question to this individual or, or to, to anybody who would be asking this, this is a really good question. First, I, I think this person would acknowledge that in every organization, 
in every aspect of this world, there's going to be clicks and there's going to be some type of exclusion because there's sin, right? So, so the question mentioned, do we just accept it? I don't think you accept, you know, you shouldn't just like let it go, but, but I think you accept that the clicks exist. And secondly, I would say, have you, have you made an effort, right? Uh, I know people who walk into a church and they expect everybody just to drop all their conversations and turn their attention towards them um, and, and have this path for them to walk in. And I, I think that's ideal. I think ideally that would be great. I think the smaller the church, sometimes people do recognize, oh, a newcomer, you know, and, and they're able to go to you. Uh, I think the bigger the church or the larger the church, sometimes, you know, the, the, the church is designed in a way where, you know, sometimes you may, they may not know, people may not know that you are new. And that's why bigger churches do have things like a welcome table, welcome center, or, or someone to talk to or hospitality or hospitality team. Um, and so at the end of the day, I think going into a church, do we make an effort to uh, go talk to someone? Do we try to attend some type of fellowship? Do we try to talk to us, a leader or someone to say, hey, how can I get plugged in? You know, how can I join? And, and let's just say there's a group that you would like to break into. If you go to that group, have they said to you, no, we exclude you? Right? Or have they shown in their actions that they're ditching you or excluding you or giving you the cold shoulder or the runaround? At that point, then it becomes a sin that needs to be addressed. Right? So, so I think it really, it really depends on what it is. And you know, I, can, I can answer this from another angle too, but I don't know if you want to you know, interject anywhere. Uh, no, let's hear it. Let's hear the other angle. Let's hear the other angle. The, the, the other thing is, is that... Um, Larry Osborne writes some really good, good, good uh, small group, small group stuff on, you know, sticky church, sticky groups. And, you know, his, his idea, and I'm kind of summarizing, so I don't know if I'm, I'm really quoting him accurately because it's been some time. Uh, but, but, but in his church, I, I think he has people get into small groups and he just has them stay together for a long time. And the large church. So he just has them stay together for a long time because he wants them to go through various life stages together and to run long and far together. Now, that's not all of their groups, but I think he talks about how rather than, uh, alien, uh, I guess, demonizing clicks, he kind of sees, okay, naturally, uh, this is how the human nature works. So when you think of, it doesn't matter if you're extroverted or you're introverted, when you think about how much energy and effort it takes to maintain a relationship. It's not easy. So you might've had, had some homies or homegirls from college, right? But if you didn't keep contact, the relationship's not that deep and you might have deeper relationships with people you see at church every single week. Why? Because in any given season of life, you have a few emotional cords, if you will, or emotional strings in your heart. And so my question is how many real deep relationships can you as a human being hold at one time? And so the average person, maybe three to five tops, right? Because maintaining deeper relationships, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes connection, um, and you have to go out of your way. And, and so you can have people who have a lot of superficial relationships and, and, and extroverted people are better at this, but I would ask how many deep relationships, Right. And so, so once you build those relationships, to cut that relationship is painful. And then to build it, that's why when you have a small group that's together for six months, then the pastor comes in and says, okay, time to split the group. The church is growing. 
you know, uh, you know, people are like, dude, we're barely building these emotional strands and I can only hold five or six. And now you're cutting this. And that's why, you know, at FCBC Walmart, we never said split your group. We said, open up your group and invite someone in, right? We said, send out two or three who feel the call to launch another one, but we never said split your group, you know? So I, I think we have to understand that. And I think the person sometimes when they're asking questions about clicks, you know, I don't know if they thought through this for themselves, right? And, and so, so I think when you talk about people with busy lives and they come to church on Sunday and they see their friends, the, the, the five or six that they have those deep relationships with, and you see those conversations, uh, conversations happening, when you see them go on vacation together, when you see them go eat together, um, are they truly excluding people? Are they intentionally excluding people? Now, if someone wanted to break in and they said no, that's a sin that needs to be dealt with. Right? And, and, and I call it a sin because the New Testament talks about hospitality. It talks about exclusion. It talks about favoritism. Okay, But, but, but we have to ask, is this really favoritism, exclusion, or is this natural human limitation in life? So I do think the church has to do, churches have to do a better job of creating more groups, more small groups, more community groups for more people to find, you know, this deep relationship so that nobody's excluded from experiencing the family of God. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Hanley. Thank you. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your, uh, I guess, your sensitivity to this, but also, I guess, the precision on on how you want to get this one answered. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pastor Hanley. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcasts here at FCBC Walnut. Thank you also for the listener questions. We appreciate the detailed and also personal questions that you send to us. Don't forget to subscribe to Walnut Weekly, our social media email newsletter. We deliver fresh resources for free and provide peeks behind the scenes from the social media ministry of FCBC Walnut. Subscribe today to stay up to date so you never miss out. Find the link in the show notes, but you can also find the link under the resources menu on our website at fcbcwalnut.org. Please send us your questions and comments by emailing us at socialmedia at fcbcwalnut.org. We want this podcast to be useful and beneficial, but also fun and interactive for our listeners. So if you see us around in person, please let us know you listen and feel free to give us critique, comments, or questions. For more episodes, you can visit our archive at walnutcommentary.tumblr.com and you can subscribe to our official podcast feed on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Just search for FCBC Walnut. You will receive our latest sermons, podcasts, and more. For more info about our church, visit us online at fcbcwalnut.org. Thanks. See you soon.